Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. The Lord said when you see him stand in the holy place and he has erected a statue and that statue begins to speak and we'll see that. When you see that happen, he said, don't stop and pray and fast. Don't start, I plead the blood of Jesus. Don't start quoting the word. He says, run. Get out of that place. Run. Why? Because it's the age of darkness. It's the devil's time now. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Last time, we spoke from the subject of kiss the ring. We talked about traps of the, of the devil, traps of Satan that we don't need to fall into in the end times. If you haven't heard that, make sure you go back and hear it. You need to hear it. Remember, the revelation of God or the wisdom of God can be progressive. So today we're going to go into part two of that, but I believe the title of this, we're going to subtitle this, The Age of Darkness, The Age of Darkness. So I pray that you're praying with me as we get into this, The Age of Darkness. It's going to go into uh, some deeper waters today. We talked about Matthew, uh, the 24th chapter, Matthew 24, and in verse number three, the disciples Ask the Lord a question, and he begins to answer them in Matthew 24, in verse number 3, and it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Two questions, or really three. They talked about the destruction of the temple, but really looking at the sign of the Lord's coming, when is Jesus coming back, and what's going to be the end of the world or the end of the age. And so Jesus begins to answer those questions. And we're going to zoom on down to verse number 15. We were there on last time. We talked, uh, we talked about the verses that came after that. We're going to zoom now to verse number 15 and really pick up here. There's some things that you're going to received today and that you're also going to understand that probably you didn't really have an understanding and before or maybe you do maybe this will be a refresher for you so a reminder let's just see uh, Matthew 24 verse 15 says this when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place whosoever readeth let him understand so there's something here we're going to look at the abomination of desolation that the lord is talking about here what is the abomination of desolation the lord said when you shall see it standing in the holy place let him who sees this understand what should you do after that verse 16 says then let them which uh, be in judea flee into the mountains let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes. And woe unto them that are with child 
and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. Of course, these two times will slow your departure. You got to get out of here quick. Verse number 21 says, For then shall be great tribulation, great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Now, verse 21, just, just a quick note here. The Bible talks about great tribulation. and also talks about tribulation. There's tribulation and there's great tribulation. The great tribulation starts, we're going to look at this, the last uh, three and a half years of the seven-year period that the Antichrist is going to reign. This second half or this the second half of the Antichrist reign, we're going to look at this, starts at that three and a half year mark. That starts the great tribulation. And believe me, you don't want to be here for that. Let's go on further. 21 says again, for then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the uh, beginning of the world uh, to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Think about how the world has gone through so much trouble. You got the uh, plagues, the, you know, the black plagues and all this other stuff and all these other things that the world has gone through where millions of people have died in destruction and troubles and perils. The Lord said, this time, this great tribulation will be worse than all of that that has happened from the beginning of time, nor shall there ever be a time like it. This is worse than all of it. You would say this is hell on earth. Let's look at it, verse 22. And except those days be shortened, there shall no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Now, we're going to zoom in now on verse 15, one more time, verse 15, about this abomination of desolation, because things seem to start when this takes place, or the time of great tribulation starts right here, the abomination of desolation. So again, verse 15, Matthew 24, verse 15 says this again. When you therefore shall see, when you see it, the, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. Now, Jesus at this point was speaking to a Jewish audience, people who had studied the word. Um, the Jews were very good at uh, discipling their own families and learning the Torah, learning the Word of God. So they understood what Daniel was. They understood what Daniel was talking about. We, the Gentiles, don't really understand it all. We have to learn. Our parents didn't tell us and all that, so we have to learn. What is the abomination of desolation? They understood it, so we have to understand it. This is why the Bible says here, whosoever readeth, let him understand. Whoever's listening to this later, let him understand. So uh, an abomination is a foul thing or detestable thing. 
uh, usually pertaining to some sort, some, some form of idol. And desolation talks about a state of complete emptiness or destruction. So something that is set up in the temple. Now let's look at that. Uh, this is so important that I want to get it to you out of two other Bible translations. Matthew 24, verse 15, out of the Amplified Bible says this. So when you see the abomination of desolation, the appalling sacrilege that astonishes and makes desolate, spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place that is standing in the temple, let the reader understand. That's one thing we're going to accomplish today is understanding what the abomination of desolation is. I pray that you don't go to sleep. Matthew 24, verse 15, out of the New Living Translation says this, the day is coming when you will see what Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Reader, pay attention. Reader, pay attention. Because this is something that, you, that will, that if we continue to live and the Lord uh, continues to, um, and he continues to, to wait, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute why I believe the, the rapture or the snatching away of the church, I'll tell you when I believe it will happen scripturally. And I believe that when the great tribulation begins, we would already be gone. Now, there are several schools, there are several people that, some that don't believe in a rapture or snatching away at all, some that say, well, the Lord will take us out after the great tribulation. We're going to have to go through it. You're going to go through all of it. And then some that say, well, we're going to be going through, we're going to only go through half of it so that when this abomination comes up, you know, the Lord's going to take us out of here. No, then others believe, which I believe, um, that the, the rapture will take place before all of this happens, really when the Antichrist is revealed, and I'll show you that in Scripture. So Jesus warns that there will be a day. I pray that all of us are gone by then. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, because the Bible says that no man's going to know the time or the hour, it could possibly be that we have to go through tribulation, great tribulation. It could possibly be that we would be here uh, through mid of the tribulation, or it could possibly be again that the Lord would take us out before then. There are several schools, several theologians that will say, that stand firmly on all of these. My word in that, of course, I believe that we're pre-tribulation, that we're going to happen, we're gonna, the Lord's going to take us out before then. But the official statement is this. Whenever he comes, I'm ready to go with him. You can't speed him up. You can't slow him down. When he comes, I'm ready to go with him. Period. Okay? I just prayed it's before. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about as we, as we go through those things. Now, notice what the Lord warns. He's warning people. This warning comes to, comes to the... Uh, comes to the Jewish nation, comes to those that are there in Israel. He says, when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the temple, 
There is, now that is to say that a temple is going to have to be rebuilt. Now, Jesus said, when you see it, so this is a future event. When the temple is rebuilt, and we'll see this further on down, as they begin to make sacrifices again, they're going to be sacrificing to the Lord once again, waiting on the Messiah. The Jews are going to do that, waiting on Messiah to come. So they're sacrificing to the Lord. And in the middle of their sacrificing, the Antichrist comes in and he brings in his armies and he begins to set up an idol. Now, we'll talk about that and the peace treaty he's going to make to Israel, with Israel and all that. But now I want you to notice, if you're in Israel at that time, and if we're still here in the earth, Jesus gives us a stern warning. When you see that man, that one world ruler, most of the world won't know him as the Antichrist. They'll know him, they'll think of him as the one who has brought peace to the Middle East and done great things. The Lord said, when you see him stand in the holy place and he has erected a statue and that statue begins to speak and we'll see that. When you see that happen, he said, don't stop and pray and fast. Don't start, I plead the blood of Jesus. Don't start quoting the word. He says, run. Get out of that place. Run. Why? Because it's the age of darkness. It's the devil's time now. It's the devil's time. It's literally the devil's time. He said, get out of there. That's what you should do. I'm strong in the Lord. You better get out of there. I know the word. You better get out of there. Even if you left something in your house and you're out somewhere, Jesus said, don't go back to your house and get it. Get it. Just go right where you are. Just go. That's how urgent this is. And he says, pray that it's not in winter, you know, where your cars have trouble going down the road and, and pray. My goodness, pray. Don't pray. It's on, pray that it's not on the Sabbath day when over in Israel, all the things are closed down. He says, pray is not in the winter, pray is not on the Sabbath day, because you're going to have to get out of there quick, get out of there in a hurry. You understand how urgent that is? So chances are we won't be over in Israel at that time, but those that are over there, the Lord Jesus gives them a warning. When you see this, you better leave quick. You got it? And I'll tell you why why they will the bible i mean the lord word of god is so wonderful so wonderful the lord not even not only tells us what's going to happen when the antichrist gets there he's going to also tell us what he's going to say when he's there and so many things are going to happen if we just listen to the word of god are you hearing me so but this cannot happen the antichrist cannot come and i'll show you this he cannot come and he cannot make the statue uh, the great um tribulation period cannot happen until what the Bible calls uh, the, the restrainer is taken away. Until the spirit is taken away. Let's show you this. But before we go there, we're going to talk about that, the role of the Holy Spirit. Before we talk about that, let's talk about the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel so that we can understand, right? Now, Daniel spoke of the abomination of desolation three times. In the book of Daniel, he spoke about three times. First one, let's look at all, of, all three of them. Let's look at Daniel 9, 27. Daniel 9, 
27, as we talk about the abomination of desolation. So the Lord said, when you see it, but if you don't know what you're looking at, if you don't understand it, how will you know when you know it, when you see it? If you've never seen a car before, you have no idea what a car looks like. How would you know whether it is a car or not? So we have to understand what Daniel was talking about, what he prophesied about. What did Daniel prophesy about? If we understand that, then we'll understand what to be uh, concerned about when we see it. Chances are we here in the United States may see it on television. I'm sure it's going to be televised. Somebody can have a cell phone in there and do it like this. It's going to be televised somewhere. Are you hearing? The Lord said, when you see it, understand, at that point, that's really going to mark the great tribulation. That's going to mark it. All right. So Daniel 9, 27, out of the New Living Translation, says here, the ruler, this will be the Antichrist, the ruler will make a treaty with the people for a period of one set of seven. All right. This is the Antichrist that's going to make a peace treaty with Israel for one set of seven. This set of seven marks, this is seven years. He's going to make a seven-year peace treaty with Israel. Israel. All right. He says, but after half this time, he will put an end to the sacrifices and offerings. And as a climax to all his terrible deeds, he will set up a sacrilegious object that causes desecration until the fate decreed for this defiler is finally poured out on him. What's it talking about? Once Antichrist comes, and basically he's going to break his treaty with Israel. And now he's going, to, he's going to bring, we're going to see this, he's going to bring in his armies. He's going to take over the temple with his armies. And then he's going to set up a statue of himself, an image of the beast, the Bible declares in Revelation 13, an image of the beast. And this image is going to be allowed to speak, or this statue will talk. A talking statue. How does that look in today's world? Sounds like an android or some type of robot. And when this thing speaks, we'll see this, Lord willing, when it begins to speak, it's going to begin to speak blasphemies against God, and it's going to declare uh, that it must be worshipped. And if you don't worship it, you will die. And it, this statue, which I believe is that android or robot AI, artificial intelligence, I believe that it will say, it will give a number. He said, you cannot buy or sell unless you have a number. Sounds like an android to me, some sort of robot electronic computer to me. How a computer want to give you a number. You can't buy or sell without this number. So all these things are taking shape and it's taking form right now as we speak so the antichrist is of course of course is going to come he's going to take over that temple of course he made a peace treaty with him peace treaty but he's going to break it now he's going to stay in the holy place and he is actually going to declare himself to be god remember the jews have been waiting on messiah waiting on god to come he's going to say i'm god and he's going to set up an image to himself an image of the beast and this image is going to talk. And when it starts talking, bad stuff is going to happen. 
until, of course, the climax after the seven-year period is over, Jesus comes and he's going to destroy it all and rescue his people, Israel, rescue the world and set up the millennial kingdom. Let's go to Daniel 11. Daniel 11, verse 31 says this. This tells you, I mean, the whole, the Bible tells you what's going to happen. Uh, Daniel 11, verse 31 out of the Amplified Bible says this. Armed forces of, of his will arise in Jerusalem. What, whose armed forces? The Antichrist armed forces, this one world ruler. Armed forces of his will arise in Jerusalem and defile and desecrate the sanctuary, the, the, spiritual, um, the spiritual stronghold, and will do away with the regular sacrifice, that is the daily burnt offering, and they will set up a pagan altar in the sanctuary, which is the abomination of desolation. So when you see this thing standing, oh boy, run. Are you hearing? Daniel 12, verse 11. Daniel 12, verse 11 says this. From the time that the early, rather, from the time that the regular sacrifice, that is the daily burnt offerings, is taken away and the abomination of desolation is set up, ruining the temple for worship of the true God, there will be 1,290 days. That's about three and a half years. Three and a half years plus 30. So what's going to happen? The Lord says, when you see this happen, when you see it, if you're in Judea, and you looking, if you see that, run. Because one thing the Antichrist is going to do is kill Jews, kill Christians, kill anything that does not want to worship him. So again, what is Daniel predicting? He's saying this, what was the Lord, what is Daniel predicting as a prophet of God? And what is Jesus warning us about? He's saying that there will be a future ruler that will make a peace treaty with Israel. When you hear about on the news, if we're still here, if you, if you hear about a peace treaty on the news that some man has come up and he has stopped the fighting with Israel and the Muslims and everybody over there and he's able to make a peace treaty with them. Whoa, the Lord is at the door. Secondly, the terms of the peace treaty will be for a week, Daniel says a week, or seven years. Here's a seven-year peace treaty. And in the middle of that peace treaty, you see the ruler will bring in troops, his armies, to take over the temple. So at the beginning, he said, everything is well. Y'all stop fighting over here. Stop killing each other. We're going to sign this peace treaty here, and everything is fine. But in the middle of that, three and a half years into it, he takes over the temple. Now, understand, when the temple is built, they're making regular sacrifices. Oh, oh, Messiah, come. Messiah, come. Forgive us of our sins. Wash us. Wash us of our sins. Messiah, come. Now, is God receiving this worship? No, because Jesus is the last sacrifice. He's the sacrifice, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. So the Father's not receiving any of that. But what they're saying is that we reject Messiah, but some of them will be sincere, have sincere hearts seeking for God. Of course, you can be sincerely wrong. And so as they're setting up, Jesus is nowhere in this temple. God is nowhere in this temple. This is why the Antichrist can come readily in and do his thing, because God's not there. 
Are you hearing? So midway through this, he's going to take over the place, bringing his troops, bringing his armies, and set up a statue. And this statue is going to speak. It's going to talk. This is the abomination of desolation. And when he begins to speak, bad things are going to happen. Now, Daniel's prophecy at least had a partial fulfillment. I need you to hear this. Daniel's prophecy had at least a partial fulfillment in the year 167 B.C. There was a Greek ruler by the, by the name of uh, Antichus, Antichus IV. And what he did, he actually came in and he overtook the temple. And he erected a statue of Zeus there in the temple of God. And he went even further. He began to slaughter Jews, began to kill Jews. Not all. He began to slaughter many of them. And he sold many others into slavery. And then he went even further. He, upon this altar of Zeus, he sacrificed a pig. Now, if you know anything about Jewish culture, uh, uh, pigs are considered unclean animals. God said, don't eat them. Just, just don't do it. But he will sacrifice a pig on God's altar, desecrating the temple. And he went even further. Now, not, I'm sorry, I said he will. No, this is something that happened in 167 uh, B.C., before Christ. So again, Daniel's prophecy had at least a partial fulfillment in this. Again, he took over, uh, Antichus uh, took over the temple. He erected the statue to Zeus. He sacrificed pigs on the altar. He killed Jews, slaughtered Jews and others. He had them uh, sold into slavery. And then he also went as far as outlawing, outlawing circumcision. If you're circumcised, we're going to kill you. Remember, that's a big thing for the Jews. And he went even further. He made the Jews sacrifice uh, to pagan idols. And last historians say he made the Jews eat pig meat. So what did he do? He went in and he desecrated the temple. Now, some have said, well, hey, Daniel's prophecy is fulfilled. It's done. We don't have to look for it anymore. No, but that doesn't jive with the word of God. Because Jesus said, when you see it, which is a future tense. Now, when Jesus said this, that when, because that was before Christ, B.C., when Jesus said all of this, that had already happened. This Antichrist had already happened. But Jesus saying that when you see this happening, when you see this future thing happening, which will look something like what has already happened, I want you to be aware of it and leave. Now, Antichrist, of course, did not make a peace treaty with Israel. So none of that stuff has happened yet, but we see at least a foreshadowing. What will happen at the temple will be such a big event, such a huge event, that sometimes you will see a shadow uh, that has already taken place in the past. So it's, this is something big. So what is the abomination of, the des abomination of desolation? When the Antichrist, when this one world ruler stands in the temple of God and he declares himself to be God and he sets up an image, an idol of, that looks like him. The Bible says the image of the beast and it begins to speak. When you see that, when you see armies taken over the temple, the Lord says, run. Understand that that will be the beginning of a great tribulation. 
Are you hearing? So if we would go back again, the Lord said, if you would, let's go back again and let's look at this one more time. Well, the Lord, y'all see with me today? And Matthew 24, verse number 15. Matthew 24, uh, verse 15 says again, Matthew 24, verse 15. It says, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whosoever readeth, let him understand. Now that you're reading, do you understand? You have an understanding. Uh, I love the way the uh, NLT says, reader, pay attention. And remember, after that point, he tells them to run, get out of the place. Why? Because it's going to be like it was there in Antichus. He's going to start slaughtering people, start killing. Things will begin to happen. So Jesus says, get out of there. This is the age of darkness. It is happening. The fulfillment of it is here. And for three and a half years, there's going to be hell on earth. The tribulation will be so great that the days will have to be shortened or no flesh can survive it. That's how bad it will be. Now, I've told you it's begin to close here that I don't believe that we will be here during that time, that the Lord will rapture the church, his bride. Now, this rapture or snatching away is not an escape. Jesus is not um, coming to get his people because we can't do it or because it's so bad he can't protect us anymore. That's why he got to take us out of here. No, the rapture or the snatching away is a reward for the faithful. It's a reward for the faithful, those who have made themselves ready. We see that clearly as an example there with the uh, ten virgins, five foolish, five wise. Those that went in with him were ones that were prepared, ones that were ready. So the question is, will you be ready when the Lord returns? And one of the things that uh, is a marker on it, and we'll see this, uh, those that will be ready will be working with the Holy Spirit of God working in step and in tune with the Holy Spirit of God. Now, let's go to um, 2 Thessalonians, and we won't get to it all here. We won't get to uh, Revelation 13 chapter, but we will the next time, the Lord willing. But we will at least look at 2 Thessalonians uh, 2. We're going to look a little bit further here, as this also talks about the end times and the coming of the Lord. Are, y'all, are you still with me? 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter, verse number one says this. Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered to meet him. You see that first statement? Let's clarify when Jesus comes back and how we're going to be gathered to meet him. Let's look at verse number two. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them. Even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us, don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come. What day? The day of the Lord? The second coming of the Lord? Or rather the rapture of the church, right? That day will not come until, somebody say until, until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness, that's the Antichrist, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. 
One, there's got to be, before the Lord returns for his church, there's got to be a great rebellion against God and the revealing of who the Antichrist really is. Some have said, oh, it's Obama. Thank God it wasn't. Some said it was uh, Nixon. Some said it was Hitler and all these other people. No, no, no. You will know exactly who the Antichrist is. But he cannot be revealed until, uh, until something happens. And I'll show you this here in the scripture. So it says again, for that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed the one who brings destruction. Now, that's such a powerful verse. Let's look at it also in the Amplified Bible. Once you see this, let no one deceive or beguile you in any way, for that day will not come except the apostasy. That's the great rebellion. Except the apostasy comes first, unless the predicted great falling away of those who have professed to be Christians has come. And the man of lawlessness, sin, is revealed, who is the son of doom, perdition. So the day of the Lord, the rapture or the snatching away of the church will not happen until there is a rebellion, a falling away, an apostasy. When people and Antichrist is revealed. Let's talk about the apostasy first. Have we seen, if we're talking about the last days and we say we're in the last days, so there must be a great falling away of the church. People who say they were once Christians, but they are no longer Christians. If that's true, then if large, amount, large amounts of Christians go to church, if there has been a great falling away, then that should mean that churches are closing down that that should mean that there is a decline in Christianity, decline, decline in Christian numbers, some of the people who say that they are of Christ. Is that true today? Absolutely. The apostasy has already begun. Those who say, I believe in Jesus, but have walked away from Jesus, it has already begun. The Lord said that day the rapture or the snatching away will not happen until there is first people that are walking away from Christ and secondly the man the lawless man or the antichrist will be revealed now let's look at verse number uh, four he says he will exalt himself this is what the antichrist would do he will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship he will even sit in the temple of God sound familiar he will even sit in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God. This is what's going to happen after he forms that peace treaty and he's revealed. Now, again, the day of the Lord won't come or that is the rapture of the church won't come until there's first a falling away from people, falling away of people that say, I was a, I was a Christian, but I don't do that anymore. I don't go to church anymore. I just decided to stay home. I don't want to do that anymore. A falling away. Secondly, the Antichrist must be revealed. So really, you're waiting now on the Antichrist to be revealed. But something will have to happen before that happens. Let's, let's read on. But he, the Antichrist, will go into the temple and will declare that he is God. Y'all looking for me. You've been sacrificed for me. Verse 5 says, 
Don't you remember that I told you about all this when I was with you? And you know what is holding him back. You know what is holding him back. Who him? Antichrist. You know what is holding the Antichrist back. For he can be revealed only when his time comes, when the age of darkness comes. That's when he's going to be revealed. Let's read on verse 7. For this lawlessness is already at work secretly, and it will remain secret until the one who is holding it back steps out of the way. The Antichrist cannot be revealed until the one holding it back steps out of the way. Who is the one holding it back? The Holy Spirit. Let's read that same verse out of the Amplified Bible. Let's look at it out of the Amplified Bible. Again, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7. Such a powerful verse. I want to read another translation. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 7 says this. For the mystery of lawlessness, rebellion against divine authority, and the coming reign of lawlessness is already at work. But it is restrained only until he who now restrains it is taken out of the way. So when the spirit of God is taken out of the way and those who are working with the spirit of God are taken out of the way, then the Antichrist can be revealed and the tribulation begins. When the lawless man, the, the sin man, the Antichrist is revealed, that starts at seven your tribulation, let me tell you now. When he starts brokering that peace treaty, you, so, you know exactly who he is. But that can't happen until the spirit steps away. Until he who restrains him steps away, backs away. The restrainer is pulled away. Now, when the father receives, when he pulls the spirit back, all of you that have the spirit will be, will be pulled back as well. All of you that are working with the Spirit in prayer and in supplication with the Spirit. When the Father pulls the Spirit, he pulls you back as well. So all those that are working with the Spirit, you really want to be working with the Holy Ghost. Because when he is pulled back, when the restrainer is pulled back, then the Antichrist, who has been working in secret, will be revealed openly. Are you hearing Let's go a little bit further than we're going to close down today. Second Thessalonians, go down to verse number eight now. It says, then the man of lawlessness, again, once he is taken away, once the Holy Spirit is taken away, once the restrainer is taken away, verse eight says, then the man of lawlessness will be revealed. But the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. So, revealing of the antichrist he's reigning that seven-year period but the lord comes after the end of that seven-year period and he destroys all that wrecks all that and the devil's locked away for a thousand years you see that further in the book of revelation verse 9 says this man will come to do talking about the antichrist this man will come to do the work of satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles he will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction. Why are they on their way to destruction? Because they refuse to love and accept the truth. 
that would save them. They refuse it. I don't want to hear no Jesus. I don't hear no Bible. I don't hear about all that. They refuse to accept the truth. They refuse to love the truth. So they push it away. And this is how they're going to be deceived. Verse 11 says, so God will cause them to be uh, greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. Then they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. So this one world ruler will rise to the scene. He will stick his chest out. It will be one world ruler. Now, let me close with this point here because we're not going to get the revelation today. The devil has been trying to find this one world ruler for a long time. This, whenever he has found someone who is very charismatic, someone that people would follow, he's been trying to raise him up. And we also see this in the temptation of Christ that we talked about last week or the week before. There in the book of Luke. Look, what, look how the devil tempted Christ in Luke, the fourth chapter. We'll stop with this. Luke 4, verse 5 through 8. And the devil taketh him up into a high mountain, showed him all, uh, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. Of course, Jesus answered here in verse number eight. Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So the Antichrist is a person, is a human being that said yes to the devil's offer. The devil will endow him, give him his spiritual power and authority, and he will rise and become that one world ruler. And many will follow him to destruction. The next time we come back, we'll talk about Revelation 13 and what happens there in the mark of the beast. We'll talk about these things so that you may be ready, so that you may know when you see things happening on the news, when you see people saying, well, I used to go to church, but I don't go to church anymore. When you hear about all these things, understand that all these things were predicted. The Lord prophesied this is going to happen. It's in Holy Scripture. The Antichrist is already in the earth, already here, but now dwelling in secret. And he will be in secret, not because he wants to be, but because the restrainer, the Holy Spirit, won't let him be revealed because it's not yet his time. And when the Spirit is taken back, when the Spirit is taken away, when we are gone with him, then he'll have his time. But those that still remain upon the earth, those that were not taken away, those that were not raptured, those who did not go with the Lord because they weren't ready, because they refused to believe, those will have to go through the tribulation period, the tribulation then to the great tribulation period. But they can still be saved afterwards as long as they do not swear allegiance to the beast. I pray today that you receive the great understanding of the word of God and that you understand. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would continue to empower your people and equip your people to know where they are 
and to know what their role is in this season. To be fully awake and to be fully alert. Fully alert, fully awake, and to be fully alive that they would work, that we would work in tune and in operation with your Holy Spirit. Lord, we repent of the darkness in our lives. We, re we repent, Lord God, of, uh, of, backs of our backslidings. We repent, Lord, of burying our gifts and our talents. And we ask you, Father, that you would once again revive us, revive us, that the light of God would shine through us in this time of darkness. We give you praise, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for another chance. We appreciate you, Father, so very much. Shake us until we awaken completely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. See you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.